0: side
1: Hey, welcome to the Big W podcast, the official podcast of the Werribee Football Club, as we head towards our first home game for 2023. Saturday, April 15, we take on Geelong, 1.05pm start for that game, so please uh, make a note of that. We hope to see you there. Coming up in this podcast, you'll hear from our coach and our captain, so it's a football edition completely, the Mick and Nick show is about to begin but thanks to our podcast partners including of course our major sponsor, CB Motors that's the caravan place uh, that's the boating place and the motor place all under the one roof you can get it all done. CB Motors of course the Balan family have been great supporters and uh, we thank them once again for being on board in uh, 2023. Corio Waste uh, now if you're looking for waste management solutions there the people to talk to Coriowm.com.au. Harpley, of course, house and land packages, uh, only a couple of kilometres out of the uh, Werribee CBD. You can check out the, uh, the fantastic uh, city that they're building out there. And Avalon Airport, the best place to start your holidays is Avalon Airport. Uh, and, of course, uh, Skybus, so you can get to, to and from uh, Werribee or around the areas. Uh, another great uh, sponsor of our club is Skybus. But Avalon Airport, and, of course, Avalon Airport Oval is where that first home game will be. Saturday, April 15th, when we take on Geelong at one o five there is a uh, pre-match... Function uh, that we'd love you to come to, uh, so please uh, contact the club. All the details on the website. But let's get stuck into a football edition of the Big W Podcast. Got the captain coming up later, but firstly, let's get to the coach. On the Big W Podcast, let's uh, talk to the senior coach uh, after the first game of the season. See what sort of a mood he's in. here is Michael Barlow? Hello, Mick. How are you going?
2: Yeah, good, Kev. Um, always try and remain pretty optimistic. So, yeah, I thought, um, gave our chance, uh, gave ourselves a chance to win. So you walk away from the game, um, disappointed not getting the result, but there's large parts of the game and reviewing the game and, um, reviewing the individuals that gives us, um, yeah, some fair optimism about what we may be able to produce across the year.
1: A one point loss to Brisbane is uh, by no means you know uh, sort of anything to to lose sleep over what what were the what were the big positives you took out of it
2: um, yeah i think the the unique nature of oh, i suppose the VFL comp at the moment is you, you you jump on the road and you you fly out late at night a uh, quick sleep and and you're up and playing um so the the players and staff i suppose that were on the on the trip just you know, tackled that challenge without without excuse or, or without um, any sort of fear about a lack of preparation or or what may lie ahead for the match. So it was very much a, an ability of the whole crew to stay in the moment. Um, so we'll be able to draw on that across the year that in those circumstances, those conditions, we'll be able to be really competitive and, you know, looking at the stats and reviewing the game. Again, yeah, you, know, you look at... Um, Missed opportunities, but also large chunks of the game that we actually felt like we controlled. So, yeah, there's a lot of positives to take out of it. Um, started really well. Our first half was uh, was a feature, but the reality of um, all sport is that it doesn't just guarantee that it's going to happen again. So we've absolutely got to butter up and go to the well again against Southport, um, of which, you know, 12 months ago. Um, they gave us a lesson at that you know, coming out with intent and, and playing physically hard football, um, and got the result at Avalon Airport Oval. So yeah, that, that's not lost on us.
1: One game sample is not a huge uh, size by any stretch of the imagination, but did did mm. you see things in the game on on the weekend that uh, that uh, came out of the preseason uh, that uh, that you were pleased about?
2: Uh, yeah, no, nah, certainly, certainly. Um, been working really strongly with yeah, probably in particular development program on. Um, individual improvements in in each of their games so from the weekend we you know the, the the team makeup from from our round one side was i think it was twelve players under the age of twenty two um, the most we played last year was about seven um, so it does show that the guys that have been with us for probably twelve or twenty four months have improved elements of their game that probably weren't quite at the level last year so They've still got some work to do. I think there's some inconsistencies in um, some of our our form and execution in, in round one. Absolutely, from from individuals, but um, for the large part, again, we're seeing growth and improvement from those guys, um, and that's been a big focus um, from Hamish McGuinness's development program right across the summer to to improve these guys individually. So if we can do that, um, you know, you're going to get exponential gains from incremental um, individual improvements.
1: Any big surprises out of the game from your point of view, Mick?
2: Uh, no surprise that we ran out of pickle juice. The cramping was real. <laughs> yeah. So the pickle juice, I think, was done.
1: Well, we should tell people it was, what, 30-plus degrees and the humidity was stifling from all reports.
2: Yeah, it was, yeah. It's, um, and that's, uh, I suppose you look at the draw and you, you, you expect that. Like You go up there in the middle of the year to play um, a Queensland game, you know, it's going to be a challenge because you're coming from a colder climate regardless of the time of year. So having haven't... Like yeah, again, my, my appreciation for the players on both sides is at a really high level of what they had to endure for a really long game, like a 34-minute last quarter. So the the conditions were challenging, but um, yeah, they are the same for for both sides. And yep. what I think I I took great confidence out of was felt like our guys were were going to the end as strongly as the opposition, um, and that speaks to the fact that we we had three or four opportunities late to to equalise that up or or potentially get a result. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of good to take out of it. It's always um, difficult when you don't get validated with the points, but um, it is a long season, um, one of which now it's underway. we, We plant our focus ahead.
1: Well, I mean, you've got it underway, now you've sort of pull the handbrake up again uh, because you don't play again until you, you get Southport, so you've got to buy now, uh, and you always knew that was the case, so we, we knew the draw, it's not like it's a surprise, so how, how are you handling that in terms of, uh, uh, is it hard training now till the Southport game, or what do you do?
2: Yeah, oh, I think it's, um, you yeah, know, we've known from a long way out what was going on, so the, the focus has definitely been to build us up towards this round one game um, and then handle this five period well this two-week period between now and southport um with a with a focus on recovery and review in the first week and then you know really get the whips cracking into that second week like i said southport were um, a grand finalist last year and they show no signs of slowing down so uh we've got to go with a, an intent to compete and um, go to the well again like i said it's not just uh, a click of the fingers and it happens. You know the the effort has to be maintained. We've set a baseline for that, and you know that starts at training. The guys have been uh, buying in with the training program and and their their attitude to training um, over a long summer. Um, so that momentum's just got to got to continue into next week. As I said, this week will be a lighter week, and then um, yeah, get them get them busy next week, which will be good.
1: One point, any loss hurts, but a one point loss really stings. So, what did you get from the playing group uh, in terms of how they handled that?
2: Oh, they're pretty resilient. Um, this generation of player is what I probably found out. You get there, you sit in the room with them afterwards, and um, yeah, you know, they were exhausted. And it's it's um, it's a it's the nature of, of the game we play, the physically taxing one. So a quick debrief in the rooms, and you get to the airport. Um, the ability to just connect with the player, we don't get a huge amount of time with them. So um, I'd say, you know, the aligned clubs in these circumstances um, can begrudge the situation, jumping back on a plane and, and flying together and just want to get home. There's certainly an element of that, but I think at the same time our players are, uh, are lapping up that opportunity to spend extra time together and, and connect and socialise and, and whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, the vibe was really good on the way back. Um, yeah, the, the players, I feel that, that that next game can't come quick enough. We've got to embrace the buy and, and we've planned for the buy. So yeah, physically, we've got everything in place to make sure that we handle as, as well as we can. Um, and now it's just wrapping the players' heads around that to to be sure that uh, let's, let's not over-ramp ourselves up too early for, for the next challenge. Let's let's stay um, composed and, and reflect the game and... Um, Yeah, push our, push our focus forward beyond that, uh, is a, is a big focus. But the, yeah, like I said, the players, players resilient, um, the players are, uh, aware of, of the effort and, and that the effort was, was at a standard that's probably now adequate. Um, and that got us within a point of a really good side that, that we want to be good side. So there's improvement, um, individually and collectively to, to absorb and, and implement.
1: Did you see a lot of positives in that last five or six minutes? That last quarter, we went for about 36 yeah. minutes, I think, in the end. Did you see positives from the way that uh, uh, the team yeah. went about trying to trying to get that, that game and get that result <coughs> in that close situation? Because we had quite a few last year mm. and a few we didn't yeah. get. Uh, we didn't get this one, but did you see things in there that you were happy with?
2: Yeah, yeah, it felt a lot different, to be honest. It was um, a difference, that, like we we're chasing. chasing this game. I think a lot of the games we've been in, in, in close situations we've probably been overrun and, and haven't been able to hold onto a lead but this one we're you know, chasing chasing a result and um, there's always things you want to look at and improve structurally and get players to understand a little bit on a deeper level sometimes you learn in these in, in these tough situations um, and, and help the players understand what their their role is in certain situations so I think we did it to a really good level you know we want to go to a great level in those Situations obviously we want to take those chances. Later like we want to let them be a little bit more predictable. Um, but in terms of the fact that the the, the cutoff or the cold hard facts are that we gave ourselves four or five looks um, in the last five or six minutes to win the game. So the intent around the ball and the and the structure and um, the method was was pretty good. It's just about um, capitalising the opportunities when when you get them. Um, which gives me a great heart, really. That they're going to go to the end and um, yeah, leave it all out there to, to give us give us an opportunity to to win um, those close ones. You're going to have to win close ones to be uh, to be a to be a contender to push into the eight um, and get, go, and go beyond that.
1: You uh, you mentioned how exhausted the players were given the conditions. So, what was it like in the coach's box at the end of that game? Because I imagine that last five or six minutes must have felt like it was going forever.
2: Ah, uh, probably didn't go long enough. I had a quick <laughs> chat to Ben Hudson, the opposition coach, at the end of the game. I feel like it might have gone a little bit longer for their, their crew holding on to the lead and, and being under under siege. We got um, he yeah, had a quick chat to him, and there's not a huge amount you can do, I suppose, in those moments. Which again, I think was was testament to the guys to be able to, to kind of control the contested ball in that last ten minutes and uh, and, and force the ball forward. And, um, yeah, the, the elements of structure were, we're nearly nearly at, 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 the, at the level we want. We've we'll probably got to have a, a little look at it, but um, yeah, from a coaching point of view, it is, you know I'll walk you out of the box. I think there's probably three or four minutes to go because you don't really feel like you can do much. i got a bit close to the, the ground, and obviously you can project your voice over the oval <laughs> yep. at that at, uh, state league level. So get a little bit of that late, and... Um, yeah, as you kept glancing up to the scoreboard, you knew, you knew the timer was going to, to to click over um, any minute as it did.
1: All right. Well, uh, commiserations on the on the, the first game of the season, but uh, plenty to look forward to out of that, and uh, and head towards uh, our next game against Southport, and then of course our first home game. Thanks, Mick. Appreciate your
2: time, mate. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, we'll jump on the plane again and um, head up to Queensland uh, one more time before getting some home games. So. Very much looking forward to returning home, but yeah, I want to go up and get the job done, and get the business sorted um, against the airport.
1: The club captain joins me now to have a chat about uh, the uh, pre-season and uh, the season ahead. Nick Coglin, welcome. How are you? I'm good,
0: Kev. How are you going?
1: I'm going well. Uh, the first game's done and dusted, and uh, I guess uh, frustrating's the word from uh, a, a viewer's point of view, uh, from someone who was up there but not playing. How did you? Uh, How did you find the game?
0: Um, Well, as Tom Gribble said post-game, it was probably one of the proudest losses um, he's been involved with in his 10 years at the club. Um, It was one of those things that we went up there, obviously pretty um, excited for the opportunity, but knowing that they were going to have a pretty strong side and to be leading pretty much the whole game and then lose by a point in the end is, is pretty heartbreaking, but if you'd said at the start of the day that we'd be that close, I think most of us would have taken it, but... It just shows how how good we can be this year. Like they're they're tabled as one of the top sides, and we push them the whole way. So it's looking pretty promising.
1: And not without uh, you know some fabulous opportunities in that last quarter, which seemed to go forever to uh, to actually uh, get the points.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The weather came in at the end there, so it was going out of bounds every thirty seconds, and so all the other quarters had been twenty seven, twenty eight minutes, and this one was thirty five minutes. So um yeah the the brisbane weather came in and obviously made it pretty difficult and a couple of shots that would have been nice to go in but um that's footy sometimes
1: yeah absolutely nick uh, you didn't play obviously uh take take us through where you're at with your with your injury at the moment
0: um yeah so i had a little hiccup um coming back from hip surgery over the off season um i sort of had some stress related things in my heel uh which flared up which wasn't very good but um it's been pretty positive since the rehab so far, so hopefully it's only another couple of weeks, and I'm aiming for the the second buy, which is in. So we miss play have a buy this weekend, and three games, and then hopefully be good to go for that weekend. Okay. Um, so. It's, it's it's not great, but um, I missed the first six last year, so if I only miss four this year, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> uh, and obviously, that's frustrating in itself. Injuries are always frustrating, but not to be able to get out there now that you've been, you know, uh, anointed as the the captain of the side must be must add a little kind of uh, uh, cream to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's unfortunately not the first time I've had a couple of injuries, but um, yeah, it's especially like it's all right generally during the week and then you get to the weekend and you just want to be out there and helping the guys. And so I was, I was running the water on the weekend and I was probably the most vocal water boy of all time, but, um, <laughs> it's just, it's just one of those things that you just want to do everything you can, but footy has a way of, uh, leveling things out. And so injuries are a good way for that. And, um, yeah, but I'll, I'm sure I'll be back and we have enough guys on the field that are strong leaders that, um, yeah, they they're more than capable of taking the lead
1: tell us about being uh, named captain of the, of the team and what it meant to you.
0: Um, I, I've sort of struggled to answer this question cause it's a huge honor. Obviously that's the cliche answer, but, um, I, the way I look at it is that's, that's the start of the job. It's a, it's an accomplishment and all, but now the, now the real stuff starts with actually leading these, these awesome guys that we have with all the other leaders as well. But, um, I'm sure it's it's one of those things I'll look back on in in due course and and say oh yeah that's pretty cool. But at the moment I just want to be able to help us win and hopefully push us towards getting finals and then a flag. Like that's that's all I'm thinking about at the moment.
1: Tell us about the preseason, Nick, um, and what you what you were able to do during the preseason. There was it was it different this year to other years? Was it the same? Is is much changed in that arena?
0: Um. Oh, it always so we had a pretty big turnover of high performance staff at the end of the year, which which is pretty much the way the VFL works at the moment. But um, a big focus from or a lot of feedback from the players was we wanted to make the the preseason harder than it was in previous years. So whilst whilst it seems good to make it harder, it, it makes it for a pretty long preseason. But obviously we lost a, a lot of games last year by close margins, and so we wanted to just put that. Um, to one side and sort of get rid of fitness as an excuse, maybe you could say, for why we are losing. So I think it was something like we'd done 1.5Ks per session more than we did last year with more high-speed effort. So the the boys are putting a mountain of work. And um, obviously on the weekend we fell short in another close game, but for considering it was 33 degrees and 100% humidity, and they're used to it and we were able to run out the game just as well as AFL players were, we can probably say that we're putting the work. and um yeah it's it's pretty impressive
1: i was going to say is is it noticeable over from your point of view and from the players point of view that you are fitter
0: um it's one of those things we have gps's so it tells us the data that we are actually fitter so it's uh there's we can say we can look fitter and whatnot but guys are feeling good and only a handful of injuries here and there and um but yeah, the the guys' the GPSs are just blowing up, which is which is good.
1: Yeah, interesting start uh, fixture wise to the season. I mean, uh, an away game in Brisbane, as you mentioned, thirty three degrees and uh, you know uh, stifling humidity, and then and then rain uh, in the, in the last quarter. Uh, then a bye, and then uh, back up to to Brisbane this time to the Gold Coast to play uh, Southport before we get a, a crack at a home game. So it's a really different uh, different look.
0: Yeah, it's, the the VFL's done us a bit dirty there, but uh, someone, someone had to do it. But um, yeah, they're, they're two pretty big trips to start the season, but um, I think the weekend especially just gave us the confidence that we're going to go into Southport, and we just know that if we bring the same, we, we know it's not just going to be a click of the fingers and we're going to be playing that well again, that um, that the work's been done, and yeah, it's, it's a long trip up there, but... Um, they got the admin staff doing an amazing job that we literally just have to rock up and play. Yep. So there's no thinking outside of that. There's no extra things that we have to do. It's the property guys, the bringing medical staff, the, all the support staff we have going. Um, they, they make it so easy for the players that all they've got to work focus on is just playing the game.
1: Yeah. Footy is a game that's judged on uh, wins and losses, um, but internally th- that's not always the case. A, a view as a playing group had a look at what you want to achieve and uh, said about that uh, put putting that down uh, for for this season
0: um well, I, i'm i'm probably the worst person to ask cuz i'm just a big believer in wins and losses is the is the goal and um a big one that we just sort of came up with is, is the the old cliche again it's just week by week so we've got a well every single person on the list works full time so it's um it's a big week, sort of leading into games. So if you can just focus on the session that you rock up for, and we um, had Bruce Montgomery up with us at at, at Brisbane to present the Guernsey to the debutants.
1: Yeah.
0: And what he was talking about was just pretty much just whatever you do when you cross the line, everything else goes out the window. So we've we've all got stuff going on in our lives, whether it's work or partners or family or, but just when you get the opportunity to get out on the field, that that's all that's on your mind and um. So that meant we take that into trainings, we take that into gym sessions, we take it into whatever. And so it is the cliche that it's week by week. But um, when when you've got so much else going on in your life, that's all you can focus on.
1: Nick, a lot of people in in uh, the atmosphere that uh, and the, the sort of equilibrium that is uh, VFL football talk about, you know, uh, everyone's got a job, everyone's got uh, something, whereas AFL players, that is their job. But that often can be, uh, you know, a positive rather than a negative because you're not getting sort of dra- – you're not drowning in a sea of football. You're actually ha- – you've got the ability to go and, uh, in your case, go to CSCG and uh, and do your job and uh, and leave footy at the door for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd love to say footy leaves my brain when I leave the footy club, but <laughs> it seems to find a lot of real estate in my brain, but – um. Yeah, it is, it is one of those things. And last year, I think was the biggest testament to that when we, we got told we're playing on a Wednesday night at, at Punt Road at yeah. 7.30 or whatever it was. And we rock up and they have 20 AFL players or however many they had. And we pulled their pants down, really. And so it's, it's, it galvanizes the group in a way that, um, it's sort of not a, not a, hey, like we put in the work and whatnot, but, um, it's, it's something, yeah, that galvanizes us. To when it gets to the weekend, like this is our moment to to put it to these guys that it's their full time job, and I think I think it gives young guys confidence that I will I can actually stand up to these AFL guys and not be scared. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive what what these guys do each week.
1: Absolutely. Uh, now, the, we talk about the uh, keeping the group together. The, the turnover of players this year has probably been one of the lowest I've seen in a, in a number of years. So you, there's a real commitment amongst this group that something good is happening that they want to be part of.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, you've got Matt Hansen running around again, Michael Sotomarco running around again, like Tom Gribble. These guys have been around for eight, nine, ten years, and it's. It's one of those things you don't you don't know what you do without the club because it means so much to you um, when you're there. And I was talking to a couple of people, and you've got to work out why why we do all this because, as we've just discussed, about the commitment you have to be to play VFL football, and yeah. um, you need something to drive you when it's when it's four degrees and sleeping rain at wherever you're on a Tuesday night. But um, and I just know that all those guys are, are doing it for various different reasons. So, like, I just think about that I'm doing it for. The, the likes of Penner and Martin and Mick who, who put in so much time and effort for this club that literally have the goal of winning a flag and and we see how much they do and that's what that's what we aspire to do each each time.
1: I mentioned CSCG, so you've got a, a good relationship and a, a terrific job with uh, a, a, an organisation that's been a great sponsor of the footy club for a number of years now. Are you enjoying your time there?
0: Yeah, I am enjoying it. So it's 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 one of those things. I finished uni and I. Call Penner up and say, "Hey, um, I, I need a job. So, any any links to accounting? Because that's what I did at uni. And within about half a day, I reckon I had a job interview lined up. And yeah, I was fortunate enough to get the job. And yeah, they've been they've been awesome. Um, it's it's one of those things you when you should leave uni, you got really no idea what true work is. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's good to finally like get your foot in the door somewhere. That um, obviously they're they're big sponsors of the club and which is which is very handy, and it's across the road from the footy club, so um, it is. But being able to learn off um, all the all the managers here and the partners, and yeah, and obviously they're, they they love the footy as well, which is which is always good because they're always happy to chin wag about it. Yep.
1: Yep, absolutely. All right, Nick, uh, we'll hopefully be uh, back on the track uh, after that second buy and we'll uh, we'll see the see you in action uh, but uh, I know you obviously will have a, a big job to do uh, with in the coming weeks uh, before you actually get on the track. So, uh, thanks for spending some time with us on the Big W podcast.
0: Thanks, Kev. Cheers for that, mate.
1: Well, thanks to Mick and Nick, and we wish them the best for the big game against Southport as they head back up again to uh, Queensland for round three. Uh, And then, of course, that first home game, Saturday, April 15th, against Geelong at 105. All the details of what's going on around the club, uh, the pre-match function, all the details of that, anything you need to know on the website and all our social media platforms. So please follow those and make sure you keep in touch with what's going on with the Werribee Football Club. And if you haven't bought your membership, jump on the shop and get a hold of that because uh, we want you to be a member and we want you to be part of our 2023 journey, uh, which uh, Mick and Nick uh, just uh, detailed. And thanks once again to our terrific podcast partners. That's CB Motors, our major sponsor, the Caravan Place, the Boating Place and the Motor Place all under one roof. And thanks to the Balan family. Corio Waste, that's coriowm.com.au to Harpley, if you're looking for a house and land package that uh, will be just how you'd like to spend the rest of your life. Uh, jump on the website and check that out. And Avalon Airport, of course, the best place to start your holiday with terrific parking and uh, uh, just a, a, a much easier way to uh, start your holiday. With uh, You'll be in holiday mode from the airport, which isn't normally how it happens, but Avalon Airport will allow you to do that. See you at uh, the uh, Geelong game, Saturday, April 15. Look forward to uh, uh, cheering on the, the Big W on that day with you. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Go the Tigers. Go the Big W. Where the tigers bold